This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Highlights courtesy of 105.3 in Dallas. Then the voice of Emmett Smith. He joined us in studio yesterday. If you missed any of that, you can go to the ESPN app. Listen to our podcast, Unsportsmanlike. You can watch us on ESPNU. Listen to us all across the country in all of our great ESPN stations, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are going to get your phone calls in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. we got golf versus tennis, more fun to play, best chips, wedding songs, mustaches. We're having fun this morning, but obviously the big game from last night, the Cowboys doing their job, beating the Chargers on the road in L.A., a little pregame scuffle between Dante Fowler, Austin Eckler, and the rest of the Cowboys and the Chargers. The Cowboys go out there and hand Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, his ninth game that he's lost by three or less in three years there. Cowboys 10-1 and one after a loss. Dak does not turn the ball over. Seven carries, 40 yards, runs for a touchdown. Justin Herbert has a late interception. And now we're looking at a Cowboys team 4-2, and two, Chargers 2-3, two and three, and... I guess a must win for the Cowboys last night, retroactively looking back on it after the way in which they were embarrassed, guys, at the hands of San Francisco. No, I don't think it was a must win. I think you had it right. It's a can't lose, right? And the difference between a must win and a can't lose is if it's a can't lose, then we're probably not talking about it that much if you win. If you lose, we're going to kill you. I think in a must win situation, when you win, (laughs) we're we're going to give you a lot of credit. It wasn't critique. We are going to annihilate you. We're going to annihilate you. And and that wasn't the case for the Cowboys last night. I mean, they needed to find a way to get a win. I'm not going to say it was a must win, but it was a can lose. But the thing that impressed me about the Cowboys was the fact that Dak Prescott was able to get off the mat and play a lot better. Like, Evan gave the, the raw numbers, but the fact that Dak Prescott was able to be as efficient as he was, he got CeeDee Lamb and he got Brandon Cooks involved, combined 11 for 11 when targeting those receivers and a touchdown, including the Brandon Cooks go-ahead score. Like that, that's Those are the types of plays that you got to see from your quarterback. Also, being in the red zone and having the ability to use his legs to create offense – that's a big step. I mean, 40 yards rushing. He had two rushing first downs, and one went for a touchdown. So, to me, the Cowboys offense adds that extra dimension when Dak Prescott uses his mobility. And let's not forget when the momentum changed in the second half of that team. You're talking about a third down play where Dak Prescott was in the grabs, escaped it, and then found Tony Pollard in the middle of the field and off to the races he goes. That's a big-time play. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen unless Dak Prescott uses his mobility. So the fact that he was able to have that performance coming off of a game where he threw three consecutive interceptions in the second half against the 49ers is a good sign for the Cowboys. Last night in situational football, Dak was money. He was a perfect 4-for-4 four four in the red zone, four touchdown. Mm-hmm. He was 6-8, 108 yards passing on third down in a rating of 116. That's the kind of quarterback play that the Dallas Cowboys are looking for in order for this team to get to where they want to go. Last night, there was no question, Smalls. Dak was the best quarterback on the field. And he was head-to-head against a guy that just got a quarter of a billion-dollar contract. And and for Dak, who's looking to get more money, that's a good measuring stick, right? I know we probably shouldn't mention measuring stick and Cowboys in the same sense. No. Nah. After what happened with the 49ers, <laughs> my bad. But in addition to Dak and the offense getting the job done, the defense showing what they can do again last night. We talk about Justin Herbert and some of the miscues, but we also have to give credit to the Cowboys defense, who yeah. was just absolutely blowing by the Chargers offensive line. They generated pressure on 47.6% of Justin Herbert's dropbacks, which was the highest rate of pressure that Herbert has faced in any single game this season. And I think when we talk about the Dallas Cowboys, we know that so much of their success this season is going to be at the hands of this defense. Do you think the Cowboys need to be boring in order to be good? 
Like last night, they were not high flying. They came out early on, uh, you know, hitting on all cylinders, especially with the with CD Lamb specifically. Is the formula to win almost to be boring? I don't, I don't know if it's to be boring. I, I I think the Cowboys have to be better in situations, and they got to avoid the self inflicted wounds. Like one of the things that still concerns me with the Dallas Cowboys is the penalties. They've got to clean that up, Ev. Like last night, another heavily penalized game. You're talking about this team having 11 penalties for 85 yards. That can't happen. They also got to be better in the red zone. I mean, you're talking about two for four in the red zone. Like those are areas where this team has to improve. And it's a good thing that you're winning games and you still see opportunities for improvement. Um, but but again, for the Cowboys to get to where they want to go, for us to have confidence that they can win when it matters in the playoffs. Those are things that they got to get buttoned up. And right now, they're just not there. So I, I don't know if that was something that they could prove last night because the Chargers are another team that we're trying to figure out which which direction they're going to go. Mm-hmm. But when the Cowboys are facing off against teams that we expect to be in the playoffs, can they play a clean football game? Can they be turnover-free? Can they be efficient in situational football, third down, red zone, two-minute? Can you be good in terms of not being penalized? Those are the things we got to see. I also wonder if it's just not in the Cowboys' DNA to be boring. I get what you are saying. Like, if you could just go out there and be efficient enough and, and handle your business, maybe that'll lead to more success. But as long as Dak Prescott is the quarterback, we're going to have questions about him. Therefore, this team is never going to be boring. Right, but I guess, uh, fair, I guess to give it more context, what I'm saying is we've talked about Josh Allen this year, and it was Mike Lombardi, former GM, who brought this point up first. I want to give him credit. Josh Allen needs to play more point guard than shooting guard. Give the ball to everybody else. Don't worry about being the scorer. In the case of the Kansas City Chiefs, they shouldn't do that. <laughs> they should let Patrick Mahomes play point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, do it all. In the case of the Cowboys, I guess what I'm saying is if Dak Prescott's job is simply don't turn the ball over, no risks, I think they can win that so way with that kind of defense. You want them to they be can, like they can, win, they can win 12 games in the regular season, sure, but you can't win when you're going up against those other quarterbacks, and that's the point. You can't win when you're going up against really, really good football teams like the San Francisco 49ers who have put money into other areas of the team because they got a quarterback on a rookie deal. You can't beat those teams unless Dak Prescott is a force multiplier. But I guess the fine line that the Cowboys have to toe is knowing when you need Dak to put the cape on versus when you need Dak to just play a, a solid football game and be fundamentally sound. That, that's the difference. And, and so I, I don't know that it's a situation where you ask Dak to go out there and, and throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns every single game. But I think it is a matter of picking and choosing your spots where it's clear that in order for your team to win, Dak Prescott has to outplay the other quarterback. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is the telephone number to join us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Having you guys weigh in on a couple of things here. Which one's more fun to play? We've stumbled on golf or tennis. Are we being too light on Justin Herbert? That's been a big topic today that maybe he deserves more critique here. And uh, Canty has, of course, continued his anti-mustache uh, <laughs> stance that has been long long going on here. And we learned today that Chris Canty came out uh, at his wedding, walked down the aisle to the Chicago Bulls theme song, which is the coolest thing I think I've heard in five uh, weeks of being on this show. Uh, Armand in St. Louis listening on Smalls' right, old Louis. station, 101 ESPN. What's up, Armand? Good morning, fellas and gals. Real quick, Michelle, we miss you, and we need you to come back to St. Louis, please. Oh, thanks, Armand. I miss you guys, too. She's on every morning um, <laughs> on the station you're listening, so we got the best of both I worlds. I know, I know. SCL but till I die, though. That's my place. You fellas don't know how lucky you have it with having Michelle. We know. We appreciate oh, it. Oh, thanks, Armand. You're the best.
your checks. But in real the mail quick, in. my take: uh, definitely golf over tennis. Not sure who thinks tennis is better than playing golf, <laughs> but there's nothing like cracking a cold round of brewskis with your buds on the golf course in the middle of the summer. That's my take. Fair. And maybe maybe I need to add even more context. What's I, up? I don't drink. Mm-hmm. So maybe the part of this is the experiences that, that guys and gals have on the weekends with their friends, having a couple of drinks in the golf course, I wouldn't be able to be a part of. Sure, but the nature of the game doesn't allow you to socialize to the same level yes. that you would with golf. So there's that element of it, Maybe that's why too. I like tennis. The lack of socialization. Yeah, because, yeah, because you're socially awkward? Yes. Is that it? Okay. Yes. Okay. That's 100%. a fair point. That's a fair yeah. point. Even yeah. if you're having a nice tea in the car, you can still hang yeah, out and, and chop and, it and, up with your friends. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm glad you had that level of awareness, but the blanket statement that it's more fun to play tennis than golf, just in general, I, I don't know if I can buy into that. It was outrageous. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's, outrageous. that's a, that's a bad take. I think my guy Armand from St. Louis just confirmed, in addition to the poll, that you're wrong, and you should probably put a dollar in the jar. No. Yeah. Uh, Tony in Virginia, <laughs> uh, listening on 94.1, joins us on, on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. What's up, Tony? Hey, good morning, y'all. Morning. Hey, uh, so it's tennis over golf for me. There we but, go. Tell us why. Tony, what? But but I'm gonna go pickleball over both of those. No no no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Uh, I, I didn't need another nomination. I, mean, <laughs> I told you you saying tennis over golf, and you gave no reasons. We're not doing it. We're not doing that because here's what the, my my issue. And I know pickleball is huge. I'm not anti pickleball okay. as much as I am. If you have the ability to play pickleball, why don't you just play tennis? I don't understand. I don't get it. And then if people are gonna say, well, if you're older and you move less, etc. But yeah, adding a third into this—that's ridiculous. That's like saying, okay, well, I'd rather play football or basketball over tennis or golf. Yeah. Uh, Leo, watching on ESPN two slash ESPNU in New Jersey. What's up, Leo? Hey guys, it's my maiden call. Congratulations on your show. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, quick question: I'm an athlete, so tennis nor golf. Absolutely neither. <laughs> um, with the mustache thing, Candy, you are a diehard Yankee fan. What about Gidry's? Beautiful mustache. Uh, I mean, that's that's not a bad entry. Not not going to take that away from him. Ron Gidry, that's, that's, that's a nice mustache. I, I just I will say this. It just feels like we've moved away from the mustache. It's something that's more antiquated. So I'll give the benefit of the doubt to older gentlemen. Hey, Sam Elliott, I respect it. Arthur Smith, I don't. And, and maybe that's just a me thing. But there, there's, I don't know, something – Devious about the mustache. I don't know. Something, you don't trust it. Something that's not cool. Exactly. I don't trust it. Aaron, don't trust it. Aaron in Washington on AM ten twenty. What's up, Aaron? Oh, hey, yeah, I would. Uh, I'd just like to file a class action lawsuit against whoever said uh, tennis is better than golf. <laughs> that would be me, Evan Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> Aaron, I love it. Okay. All right. Bring it. I'm fine with that. What is your reason behind this, though? Why is it so bad to say that? That's what I don't understand. Nobody's given the reason behind it. Uh, Ryan in Texas on ESPNU. No, you guys have them. Like, callers. <laughs> callers need to. Ryan in Texas on ESPNU. What's up, Ryan? Hey, first of all, loving the show. You are fantastic. Um, you. Evan, uh, you're right that golf is the only – Sport that amateurs are shocked that they're the, they're not amazing at it. Yes, but Pat, that said it's too expensive. I disagree. You can choose to buy the seven hundred dollar driver, or you can buy used golf clubs. Golf is probably as cheap as it's ever been today because of used golf clubs. They got travelocity for golf courses. Golf is cheaper today than it's ever been. You make the choice on how expensive it is. You know what? I love this. I love that somehow we finished this off by the realization that Pat Costello was wrong. <laughs> that Pat Costello I'm not. actually just told us how bougie he is 
he's the one looking at the $700 golf clubs. Because Ryan in Texas just said, you could buy them for $50, $100, whatever it is. Pat just likes the $700. Yeah, but golf why club. should golfers have to settle for used stuff? Ryan just said you don't have to. That's what he just you, said. Well, well, you well, do. The, the, he said you my clubs buy are my, used clubs. Yeah, like, my clubs are my dad's old clubs that are just regressed. Most people are. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. There, there is a middle ground between the $700 right. driver and, and the used golf club. But there, Pat there only brought up ground. the $700. Let's yeah, not ignore there, that there, part. Yeah, but I, I think it's ridiculous that somebody would go out and spend that much money on a golf club, and you're probably not good enough to be able to get your money's worth out of it. So that would be my point. But I don't know, man. I, tennis feels like more of an elitist sport than golf does. It just does. And it, by the way, back to the club thing really quickly. You buy those clubs because you hope through osmosis it will help your game. Some way, somehow. Uh, last one. Eric in Connecticut on 97.9. What's up, Eric? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's I'm up, sorry, CC. I think I got you beat. I had the brass bonanza for my wedding. You had the what? I had the brass bonanza, the old whaler song. The Whaler song. The Whaler song. I don't okay, even think I know that, that song. That's wow. the right. I don't know that you beat that, Canty. That, that's a choice. I don't know that you beat Canty. That's a choice. Like, my sister and brother-in-law had Seven Nation Army, which is the Heat song, and they had the Miami Heat PA announcer yeah. actually do the intro for that's their cool. wedding. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. But there's nothing like the Bulls music. Yeah. Walking in. Oh, this is the... I mean, okay. Hard Freddy's. pass. Kinda yeah, sucks. I don't know about this Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I don't know about this one. Offense? I'm to with Offense. It. This is not the Bulls music. No. Give me a break. I'm a brassier, but. I mean, yeah. I hope you have a great marriage and everything, but this is not the Bulls music. Give no, me no. a break. You know the difference, too? We didn't know what the brass bonanza was. Oh, my God. Now listen You to hear this. one note of this song, and you're like, from North Carolina. Carolina. Like, we all know. It's, 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 it's the best. It's the Michael best. Michael Jordan. Coming up is Brock Purdy still <laughs> an MVP candidate. Next on Sportsmanlike. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy this is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, we have not done something this week. What's up? And 
I think a lot of people think it's probably the right move not to do it, and I'm I'm going to disagree. We have not sang or sung whatever the right word is the Brock Purdy song. Well, we tried to on Monday, but but Smallman thought better of it. Well, they didn't win the game. They didn't well, win the game. You know, I'm glad you said it that way because I now have a revelation that I'd like to make. CC had an amazing one today that cannot be topped. That he walked down the aisle to the Bulls theme song. Right. That's an I, amazing. I, so, so here's the thing: we got to have a clarification on that. I yes. did not walk down the aisle to the Bulls theme song. Yeah, to your reception. I walked right? out the wedding reception to the Bulls theme song. So when they announced Oops, Mr. and Mr. Canty, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Okay. exactly. Yeah. Still cool. Yeah, still cool. Yeah, Here's my, my wife re- walked down the aisle with a string quartet. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, not, not the Hartford Whalers. <laughs> no, not not the Hartford Whalers. String quartet, you know, it was a nice. You know, exactly, they did their thing, and then you know, when we came out to the wedding reception, it was more about the party. So we gave my, you a little, little little elegance on the way in, all about the party on the way out. There we go. It's almost like you curated the vibes. <laughs> By the way, a lot of people are still tweeting at Pat Costello twenty on that. Why are you doctor. blowing up this man's timeline by having all of these people tweet, tweet at him? At curator him. of vibes. Pat Costello twenty, curator of vibes. You're a, you're a bad him. person. You're a bad that person. Seems strong. You're, but okay. you're a bad person. You're a bad person. A little curator strong. Maybe you're not a bad, bad person. You're a bad teammate. Maybe that's it. You're Again, being a, little, you're being a bad teammate how come to Pat everybody Costello. Everybody else gets sports character. That, I'm being. What? I have bad radio character. Can I get that at least? No, no, not bad. No, no. You're being a bad teammate to Pat Costello. And you know it must be, thanks yeah. me for doing this. You know it must be bad if CeCe's defending Pat. Exactly. You know I don't like being in that place. Okay. Especially <laughs> after his Phillies got a win last night in the CS. I don't like being in this world. Alright, here's the revelation. I have thought about this the last 24 to 48 hours. After hearing all the analysis that we have had, Jeff Saturday joined us earlier. You can go back on the ESPN app and listen to that in our podcast. I actually think the case for the Brock Purdy MVP should be increased off of this past weekend. Here's why. They lost everyone. They lost McCaffrey. They lost Debo. They lost Trent Williams. And yet, he still put them in a position to win the game when it was all said and done. Did he have his best game? Absolutely not. But I am glad we have all discussed the idea that at the end of that game, they had a chance at a game-winning field goal. We did the compare and contrast today. As CC brought up, Justin Herbert did not give the Chargers last night the same opportunity that Brock Purdy gave the Niners. That through your worst moments, the Shawshank crawled through six football fields of crap to end up on the beach on the other side. Brock Purdy did that. What's happening? I'm fanning you. Oh. I'm fanning you. I'm just saying. I'm fanning you. Because that is a scorching hot take right there. I'm saying. I don't don't understand how you live in a world where you're saying that his MVP case is bolstered by what he did yesterday. Or Sunday, excuse me. Because of the fact he put his team in a position to win. And I'm not backing off the Brock Purdy. I'm not giving you credit for doing what you're supposed to do. He did more than he was supposed to do. No, he didn't. Did you watch the first 58 minutes of the game? He was awful. He was was awful. He wasn't good. And that Browns defense makes a lot of quarterbacks look awful, so I take that with a grain of salt. He didn't do anything to make the MVP case, but I don't think he did anything to take himself out of contention based on what you just said. We were waiting for the moment where Brock Purdy actually showed us that he could overcome some adversity. On the road, you're down Debo, you're down Christian McCaffrey, you're playing against the best defense in football who's coming off of a bye week. Show me what you're made of, kid. And I saw something when it comes to his sports character and his competitive greatness because he did position them for a go-ahead field goal with a, with a last-minute drive. But I don't think that bolsters his MVP case. When I looked at what Tua did this weekend mm-hmm. against the Carolina Panthers, that bolsters an MVP case. Like when you look at what some of the other quarterbacks around the league are able to produce, that, that's what we're talking about, bolstering the MVP case. 
Pat Mahomes against the, the Broncos, okay, you can make a case. Bolstered his MVP. You didn't get anything from Jared Goff against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bolstered his MVP case. Brock Purdy didn't do that, but I don't think Brock Purdy disqualified himself from the conversation either. No, he didn't take his name out of the hat, but he was he had a, he has a league leading average completion percentage, seventy two point one percent coming into that game. He went twelve of twenty seven, forty four percent. So he was well below his average, Evan. He didn't he didn't okay. have but what again, he considered to be a again, great performance. You are bolstering it by continuing it. If you're still alive in the MVP candidacy, this now is seven. No, 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 no. We're not not gonna move the goalposts and bolstering it by continuing. No, if it stays flat, then it stays flat. He's not. I don't think he did anything. But everybody but us said he heard it this weekend, and I don't think he did. I do not think he heard himself. I I don't think he heard it either. I I don't. I I I agree with you. Yeah, and I think other people would be wrong because he gave him a chance to win the game. Right? I, I mean, that's all you can ask your quarterback to do because every game out, he's not going to be the best version of himself. And I think we have to move past this. Like every game is not going to be over 300 yards, three touchdowns passing, no interception. Well, he that's was not, perfect that's not, up until this point. Exactly. That's unrealistic. That's not realistic. And this guy had a, a 10 game win streak yeah. in the regular season to start his NFL career. He, he's been flawless with the exception of the conference championship game last year where he got hurt. That wasn't his fault. So I, I guess I don't know. I don't know why the detractors are so quick to dismiss what Brock Purdy does just because he has a good system, he's got a good scheme, he's got a good supporting cast. Just because he has all of those things doesn't mean it doesn't take skill, doesn't take a good quarterback to be able to operate that offense. And that's the thing that we have to acknowledge with Brock, especially in the last two minutes of that game against the Browns on Sunday. I think people want to discount him after this game because P.J. Walker outplayed him. But he well, didn't. you know, you can't say PJ. PJ Walker did not play him. He didn't. He, I mean, the old, what happened in that game was the Cleveland Browns defense outplayed the 49ers defense and the 49ers <laughs> offense. That's what happened. It was Miles Garrett and company that did the job. PJ Walker was absolutely awful. That was a multi turnover game too. He tried his best to give the game away at the end too. If it wasn't for the uh, the phantom unnecessary roughness call on Deshaun Gibson, the safety for the San Francisco 49ers, we could be talking about a different outcome in that game. So I, I, I don't know if I want to give PJ Walker any kind of credit in terms of outplaying Brock Purdy. I thought Purdy did what he was supposed to do. He did what Justin Herbert should have done last night. You get the ball back less than two minutes to go, and you put together a drive to give your team a chance for go-ahead points. That's right. That's what. That's what good quarterbacks they find. Good quarterbacks find a way to win, even when they don't have their best their best games. Just kind of like what we talk about with pitchers in the playoffs, right, Smalls? Mm -hmm. Like, good pitchers find a way to get outs and and get through the lineup a couple of times when they don't have plus stuff, when they don't have their A stuff. Good quarterbacks, MVP caliber quarterbacks, have to find ways to do that too. I think we saw that clear and obviously with Brock Purdy on Sunday. And I'll tell you, I'll just throw this out there. I think there's one other quarterback, and we've been mentioning him, that needs to potentially enter this MVP chat, and that is, as crazy as it sounds, Jared Goff. It's not crazy. They're 5-1. They're and one. He's been really good. We talked about him yesterday. Field Yates, great NFL reporter and host fantasy uh, on ESPN, put out this tweet. Last 17 games played, Jared Goff, 29 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Lions are 13-4 and four in those games. And to add to that, this year, NFL rankings for Goff, 15 yards, 15 completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, 
And that is the makings of an MVP candidate. And this week, going on the road at Baltimore, he has an amazing opportunity to really enter that chat. So, yes, we're all in still on Purdy. We could debate all day as to did he help himself, hurt himself, whatever it is. He's still a candidate. Yes, Tua is. Goff now needs to be in that conversation because when you're the quarterback playing that well on a team that that is that good like Detroit is – you're now in that conversation. We're we going to find out about him because he ain't played a defense like this. Yep, absolutely. We're going we, we, we to find out this weekend. Well, and um, we jinxed uh, Purdy last week, so I'm sure Goff will stink this week as a result. <laughs> Coming up, are they back? We'll get to that next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right, we're going to do a little round of Are They Back? Smalls is going to give CeCe and I a team, and we are going to decide if they are back. And we're going to define, let's define this, CeCe, back as in where we thought they would be prior to the season. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Is that how we want to do this? That's fine. Okay, Smalls, go ahead. Fire away. All right, first team on the table here. The 3-3 three and three Bengals, are they back? No, they're not back. They're not back. Now, I guess they're showing signs of life, and being 3-3 three and three is better than being 2-4 and four or worse. But this is an offense that was absolutely anemic in the second half against the Seahawks. The Seahawks got in their own way with the turnovers, and, and the pass rush for the Bengals did come alive to close that game out. Seattle had an opportunity in the red zone, and they couldn't get the pass off. They couldn't develop the plays because the pass rush was so suffocating. But make no mistake about it, I, I don't think this is a sign of things to come for the Bengals. They still have the toughest remaining schedule of anybody across the NFL over the last 11 games. So I, I don't trust that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go on this magic carpet ride and beat, find themselves in the playoffs. There's a reason why teams that start off 0-2 with both of those losses being in the division don't make the playoffs. It's hard to dig that kind of hole and climb out of it. The Bengals are back. I think they are back. I'm going to say they are back, and for this reason. They're only one game back, first place in the division. Now, they do have the Niners in their next game, so that's not going to be easy. Coming off a loss. and Yeah, and the best game, the best way of answering the question for me of, is somebody back, is the quarterback healthy and good? And Joe Burrow is getting healthy, and he's really good, so I'm going to say yes, they're back. Yeah, clearly over the last two games, Joe Burrow improving. I'm with you, Ev. I think that the Bengals are back. All right, after a... A uh, really rough start. The Jets now also find themselves even at 3-3. Three and three. Are the New York Jets back? Yes. 
They are. If you would have told me before the season that they would be 3-3 three and three going into their bye week, I would say, yeah, they're on schedule. And this is a team that I picked to win the AFC East. Now, I think that ship has sailed with the Aaron Rodgers injury, but the Jets' schedule is set up for them to go on a little bit of a roll over the next three games. I think they've got the Giants, the Chargers, and the Raiders. So those are games that are all winnable for New York. And you're talking about the quarterback playing a lot better over his last three games than his first three games. First three games of the season for Zach Wilson, he was dead last in QB uh, in in, uh, in passer rating, 32nd out of 32 quarterbacks. Over the last three games that we've seen from Zach Wilson, he's 15th in passer rating. So an improvement for Zach as he continues to play more. It seems like his confidence is growing. And that's all this Jets defense needs in order to put together wins. See, this is a hard one because if I'm looking at it under the prism of Aaron Rodgers, Jets, no, they're not. If I'm looking at it under the prism of if Aaron Rodgers was never on this team and they were 3-3 three and three playing this way through six games, would they be happy? The answer is yes. Coming off a win to, to the Eagles. Right. Against the, so, like, in general, no, they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender this way. But should the Jets be happy? Yes, because Zach Wilson has improved, and maybe he's life past Rodgers, as crazy as that sounds. All right, let's move on to the 4-2 and two Baltimore Ravens. Are they back? I mean, yeah. Did, did they leave? <laughs> they, uh, I mean, they have, they have did, had they some leave? inconsistencies. Well, they, they've had some inconsistencies on the offensive side of the ball, and we knew that that was going to be a work in progress because they got a brand-new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. But their defense has been one of the best in football, even going back to – last year in the middle of the season where they traded for Roquan Smith. Think about this, Smalls. Since they traded for Roquan Smith, week nine last season, they've held opposing offenses to 20 points or less 11 of the 15 games. Wow. I mean, this defense is always going to give them a chance. And in a close ball game, I'll trust Lamar Jackson. I'll trust John Harbaugh. I do want to see Lamar cut down on the turnovers. He's got 19 – I mean, he's got nine total touchdowns to nine total turnovers. Something about that has to change if the Ravens are going to want to get where they're going to go. But their defense is legit, which is why I think this is a team that hasn't left. I, I agree with CeCe. No need to spend too much more time on that because I don't think they left. I think they're right there right yeah. now. Are the Jacksonville Jaguars in that conversation, the 4-2 and two Jags? Yeah, they're in that conversation. I, I think this is a sneaky big game for the Jags on the road against the Saints. The Saints have coming off disappointing losses, and they've lost three of their last four ball games. So this is a team that's desperate, desperate team at home on Thursday night football short week. This is a spot where you got to look out. Trevor Lawrence is a little bit banged up from last week's game, so this is a sneaky spot for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I still think they're going to win the AFC South even though it hasn't looked the way that I thought it would look to start the season. Yeah, I agree. They are absolutely back. They had a couple of hiccups early on with that Texans game specifically, but now we know the Texans are a lot better than we thought they were at that point. They've won three in a row, Thursday night, short week at the Saints. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, a different story. But if he does, at the Saints, at the Steelers, not saying either of those two teams are bad, but those are winnable games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they could be 6-2 and two before a potential showdown against the Niners, which would be a juicy game for us to watch. They're back. This is the most intriguing team on the list to me, the Cleveland. Cleveland Browns are coming off a 1917 win over the San Francisco 49ers. Questions around Deshaun Watson. Are the Cleveland Browns back? When you said that question, you were squinting. I'm going to squint back and say yes. <laughs> They're a squinter. Yes. I mean, under the right kind of light, if you look at them from the right angle, you know what I mean? Yes. If you put the right filter on them, yes. You now, the I'll arm say out. this. The Cleveland Browns' next three games are against opponents that are 500 or worse, right? So this is an opportunity for them to, to, to build some momentum with their season. I'll say this. I don't know that Deshaun Watson 
has ever been under more pressure than he finds himself in right now with this Browns team. Because the only question is, do the Browns have a quarterback? That's the only question. They got receivers. They got a run game. They ran the ball for 160 yards against the 49ers. They, they, they got a run game. They got a defense. The only question is, do they have a quarterback? They were supposed to solve this problem with a $230 million bag of cash that they gave to Deshaun Watson. Fully guaranteed. And now we don't know whether or not he wants to play. He's been medically cleared. But is he going to play in week seven? Is he not going to play? If Deshaun Watson doesn't come back and doesn't play well now, then everybody's going to be looking at him in Cleveland sideways. They've supported him. That fan base has supported him. And this is a guy that's hard to support given the baggage that he came to Cleveland with. If he doesn't show up now for this team, I don't know that he's ever going to be able to recover in their eyes and in the eyes of NFL fans around the league. Here's why they're not back. I have no evidence that Deshaun, may, oh, Deshaun Watson excuse me, makes the Cleveland Browns better. None. He's been there a year plus. I have no evidence that he makes them better. What I do give the Browns all the credit in the world for is their baseline, their, their floor is way higher than it's been in years past. That defense is so good, and the running game in theory should be so good, that they are worst-case scenario an 8-9, 9-18 if Deshaun Watson does not make them better. But to answer your question, are they back? Show me that you make this team better, then I'll say yes. Let's swing it to the Las Vegas Raiders. They have wins over Denver, Green Bay, and New England. Losses to Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Chargers. Are they back? Were they ever there? How are we feeling about the Raiders? No. (laughs) No. And I think the QB being banged up, uh, the back injury with Jimmy Garoppolo is going to keep them from taking advantage of a soft spot in their schedule. I I don't view the Raiders any better than the third-best team in the AFC West. I still think Josh McDaniels' job is very much up in the air. Um, so we'll have to see. It doesn't feel like their best player, Devontae Adams, wants to be there. This is a franchise that's got a lot going on. I, I think they're closer to a rebuild than a playoff team. Uh, I think they are back because look at three of their next four games. At the Bears, home against the Giants, home against the Jets. I'm not saying they're winning all Who's three of those. Who's the quarterback? Right. I, well, Brian Hoyer <laughs> randomly looks great, and, and they like Aiden right. O'Connell, their rookie quarterback out of Purdue. If they liked him, then why didn't he play over Brian Hoyer? Well, because I think it's different coming off the bench in-game versus starting a game, I, I, I would assume, but we'll okay. see. Um, I think they are back because I think they can have a winning record. I totally agree on the fact that Josh McDaniels is definitely on the hot seat. Devontae Adams, again, a message to you. You are a phenomenal player. Every team in the league would want you. Everybody says great things about you as a guy. I'm not saying anything bad about that. you got to be happy when you win. I understand that your receptions are not as high as you want. You've won two games in a row. You're starting to play better as a team. You've got to be happy when you win. He looks miserable while they're winning. Hide it, at least. He has a towel over his head as they're winning. Just be happy when you win. And and also, by the way, know that your, like, your presence allows other guys to get catches. I know that's hard to, to see. CC, you probably have that on the defensive line. You play with a great defensive lineman, mm-hmm. a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. That guy's double, triple teamed. Could have been you at times. Could have been other guys. Their stats may not be high, but allows the rest of the team to succeed. I think he's unhappy because he realizes that this team is not going anywhere. Okay, I think, I think they, that's why he's winning. Unha- I think that's why he's, he's unhappy because he's trying to get moved before the trade deadline. And he's not used to that. Get me the hell out of here. I signed up to play for Derek Carr. Derek Carr is no longer here. I no longer want to be here. Well, that's that's questionable decision-making as it is. I don't care if you play with him in college. You're so excited to play with Derek Carr. He's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, give he's me a break. He's a college teammate. I that's get his it. throwing buddy in the offseason. Jimmy G's they're better. Fr- they're friends. I get it. Jimmy G's better.
Jimmy G's not healthy. Well, when he is, Jim, he's Jim, but he's not. But he's never healthy. <laughs> he's handsome. He may not be healthy. He's never healthy. Coming up, who is the most valuable non-QB in the NFL? We'll get to that next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, Smalls, I, I forgot one with the chips. Oh, we were talking me. about the chips. Power yeah. rankings, Zaps. 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 Voodoo chips. The voodoo chips from Zaps. Listen. They slap. What? Zaps they slap. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 they do. The voodoo chips, outstanding. Also, so, salt and vinegar. So, from we got, so we got the kettle cooked joints. We got the Zaps. We got the Doritos. We got now, the Flaming Hots. Real quick. Regular or Cool Ranch Doritos? I'm a regular girl. Cool Ranch. I'm, I'm either way. I can go either way okay. with it. I cool like ranch. both of them. Right. I like both of them. I don't, I don't discriminate. The Doritos we, are outstanding. We're, we're absolutely not putting Zaps in that same conversation. That's an insane thing to say. What are you talking about? Zaps voodoo zaps? chips are outstanding. They're so good. They're so good. What are you talking I've about? I've never even heard of Zaps. We well, can't, that's a you that's a you problem, Pat. Just because you ain't never heard of it, don't mean it's not good. What about Pringles? Are we putting any Pringles in there? You like Pringles? You guys need to get Pringles. Are okay, they're cool. Us regular cool. civilians don't eat your fancy zaps. No, it's they're not. You fancy. obviously aren't eating as many sandwiches as I am because when you're going in sandwich shops, zaps are always the yeah. chip of choice there. Yeah, I mean zaps is kind of one of those hidden gems. It's probably more regional. You think so? I, I think so. I think there are people that are sleeping on zaps. Clearly, Pat's never heard of it. And Javante said too. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I guess the way uh, how how would I compare this? Uh, it's like for 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 Javante, it's like Verner's Verner soda in, in you know in Detroit. I probably put it like it's like one of those hidden gems. Okay. For Pat, it's like going to the Wawa and getting half and half lemonade <laughs> half tea. Like it, it's like it, Zaps is going along those lines. It's like not yeah. everybody knows about it, but it's pretty damn good. So I've never been to a Wawa, and I desperately want to go to one. You got to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I just saw. There's a couple other ones. I was just doing a search for like top chips that I forgot about. What have you ever heard the dirty chips? No. Those are re- oh, those are really good. You got dirty potato chips. You'll know it if you Google it. You'll know the the bag that they have them like. To Google it. No, 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 not not like that. It's they have them in every dirty single. Chips. They're called dirty potato chips. That's the name of the Stop brand. Stop it, chips. They have, uh, they have them in like all the delis. They okay. actually they're they're big. Like they have a lot of chips in the actual bag. So like I know that um, obviously Pat doesn't like the the amount of chips in the bag. Uh-huh. That's another good one. And then the other one I just saw that we left out here. Hold on, Miss Vicky's. Oh, very good. Very good very chips. Good. Okay. Yeah, you got to do it. Like, because there's. <laughs> oh, those are the ones they serve. They have on the airplane. Yes, the, the Miss Vicky's chips. Yeah. No. Wait, what? on the airplane. Miss You're getting chips on the airplane. Yeah, chips. yeah, yeah. I'm only getting biscuits. Javante. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh wait, how is that? No wait comment. a second. Wait a <laughs> how second. is that being bougie? I'm gonna, even though he called that's me, that's the only. That, that, that's he, the zap. That's it. Yeah. We're showing it on, on ESPNU. Oh, the zaps, the zaps voodoo chips, outstanding. Even though CC called me a bad person, which is very strong, I want to point that out. Okay, I am going to defend him. You of all of the the things you guys wanted to lead Javante into a humble brag moment for CC because he has chips on a plane. No, he's saying he's offered chips on a plane, and let me tell you, middle seat economy. I'm not getting offered chips. Uh, I'm getting the complimentary drive. Is, is, is it a state secret that I what fly you, first class? Javante, I take it all back. How, how the hell else am I going to fit on an airplane? I'm I six seven, three hundred fifty pounds. It's a state secret that I fly first class. Get over yourselves. I was just ridiculous. Like on a JetBlue flight, I fly JetBlue all the time. The only time that chips. I've ever seen Miss Vicky's chips is when I'm on the airplane. <laughs> and they come around with the little tray yeah. and they ask you if you want some chips. Now, is that and before I'm just or like, after you get your caviar? Huh? Is it before or after you get your Stop caviar? Stop it so small. I'm not, I'm not messing <laughs> with you. Which champagne pairs with best with Miss Vicky's? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know because I'm not a big Miss Vicky's person. Oh. When you walk on the runway to get on the plane, do they have the chips there too? No. I, oh, okay. I've, I've never chartered a private airplane never done it never done it me either never done it yeah not, ne- chartered it or no been on it or never two different no I've, I've been on one yeah. obviously i've been on Wait, one. in all I've seriousness never, on never the first class one. because of the size is that okay. frustrating that you have to pay that much money because you're just a tall big guy no it's just the luxury tax i mean think about it if i wasn't a tall big guy do i play a decade in the national football league probably not that's true. You exactly. Trade, you so trade off the first okay, class. Okay, cool. All right, I got to pay a little extra for a first class ticket. But see, now I realize the value in getting the miles. See, oh, you got to be got to be a part of the miles club so you, you oh, yeah. build build up the Get miles. That gold status, platinum status. The, them MQMs. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Makes a difference. Just go put that out there. Are we forgetting any of the chip brands? Eight at eight say ESPN. Dr Pepper call in line. You can have Dr Pepper with those chips, uh, of course. There you go. Uh, first take asked the question. Ten a.m. Eastern on ESPN yesterday about the idea of the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL. Now, yeah. I, I, I want to open this up in general. If I said to you most valuable non-quarterback and you could include a coach or a GM or an owner of a team, do you go there before you would pick a wide receiver or a lineman? Like, Do you think that there's any part of a football team, top to bottom, that is as valuable or close to as valuable as a quarterback? Well, I think it's kind of an unfair comp because a coach has a longer runway based on age and they're not going to have the physical erosion that a player is going to have. You're not worried about a coach getting injured. But yeah, if a coach is not available, like a coach so is, a coach is going to have the second most impact on a team outside of the quarterback. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to compare a non-quarterback to a coach's value to a team winning football games is a little bit unfair. If we're going to just limit it to guys that are on, on the, the field, field yeah. then it has to be Tyreek Hill. Yep. To me, he's the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL. Right now, that dude is on pace for 119 catches. What he's got, 2,300 yards and 17 touchdowns? It's unbelievable. He's got 848 yards from scrimmage, including a performance last week where he had six catches, 163 yards, a touchdown, and a really cool black flip while video recording himself doing it. <laughs> this dude is special because he's the fastest man in the NFL. He's the fastest player with the ball in his hands, and he absolutely terrifies defensive coordinators and defensive backs the week before when they're game planning for him. Remember what Wick Martindale said. He, he slept like a baby because he was crying all night, yeah. and then he'd go to sleep and he'd wake up and he cried some more because of Tyreek Hill, number 10, being on the other side. It's not a coincidence that the Miami Dolphins are now contenders to be in the playoffs every single year once he got traded there. 
Regardless of what's going on with the quarterback spot, this dude gives you a chance because he dictates front and coverage to opposing defenses. He creates opportunities for everybody else. And good for the Dolphins and putting the pieces on that team to take advantage of the space that Kyrie Hill creates by virtue of being on the field. Yeah, look what he did in Kansas City, the impact he made there. And then he goes to Miami and he's doing the same thing, if not more. I'm I'm with CeCe. I think it's Tyreek Hill. But to be fair, he left Kansas City. They won a Super Bowl after him. I mean, and that's why. It's because they have Pat Mahomes. And Andy Reid. They have Pat Mahomes. You call Andy Reid the best coach in the game. Pat Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the game. And And I don't think that's an indictment on Tyreek Hill, by the way, that they won a Super Bowl without him. I don't think that's an indictment on his just We just qualified the statement as saying outside of the quarterback. Like, the quarterback and the head coach have the most impact, and you're saying that the Chiefs have both, the right. best in the well, game. But that's why it's such a it's such a weighted conversation, because I don't even think that there is such a thing as most valuable non-quarterback, because a middle-of-the-pack quarterback is more valuable than the best wide receiver. If a middle – like, if Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert are now 10 to 16 in that, they are more valuable than Tyreek Hill. And that's the crazy thing about this sport, and that that position is so unbelievably valuable. Let me ask a follow-up on Tyreek Hill. Just He's awesome, et cetera. Whoever you think the worst quarterback in the league is, how much better could Tyreek Hill make that guy? That's a great question. I mean, I think think Tyreek Hill can make a a good quarterback – a really good quarterback. I don't think he elevates a good quarterback to being a tier one guy. Or being a bad elite. one to being good. Yeah, no, I think he, he can make a bad quarterback be average just by virtue of being on the field because he makes everything clear. There are only certain coverages that defenses can play when you have that kind of speed on the field, and that's the value that Tyreek Hill brings. He tilts a field in a way that no other non-quarterback does in the NFL. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.